Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's a beautiful day in the greater Cleveland area. How are you doing? I'm good. Sorry, microphone was, was like, way far sorry. away. I was like, uh, no, I'm good. Sorry, am I bothering you? Um, so we got to talk about a bunch of stuff, but let's start with what's really turning into a wild story in the Georgia Senate race, because Herschel Walker just keeps getting more and more disturbing as a candidate. I mean, this is the party that's always exclaiming family values. Well, it turns out he's got a couple families, um, a few that he did not acknowledge before. We talked about that. How what was your line that he... Went to bed with two kids and woke up with four and didn't have twins. Um, so he's got a few scattered around. And now there's a story coming out that an ex-girlfriend of his was paid by him to abort a child. Um, if you're running on staunch, no exceptions, no nothing, abortion is murder, and that pops up, that's a little difficult to explain. Now, he's got the good fortune of having a fan base and a uh, support group that is really willing to overlook hypocrisy, but this is next-level shit. I mean, I, yes. Yes and no, right? Like, this is, like, I mean... We, not entirely shocking. I it's not shocking. We've, we've seen this before where you have a conservative Republican senator or congressman that is... Uh, vehemently opposed to gay marriage to homosexuality right. and then you know there's a video of them at a, a all-male review you know stuffing dollars into a, a speedo of, of a male performer right right or they get or they get caught or they get busted with a guy in a you know compromising position or whatever yeah. it might be so this isn't this isn't New that like the concept of what what's happening here isn't really new or shocking or surprising, um, and like this is this really coming as a shock that this happened with Herschel Walker, right? I mean, it's the same guy who held a gun to his wife's head and said he was going to kill her, and you know lied about being you know having uh, other kids. And... Well, yeah, lied about having other kids, but lied about being law enforcement, lied about charities, lied about you know the donations he's made with those charities. I mean, he's. He is a habitual liar, so none of this is a surprise. Um, and it's it's really what this does is once again shines a light on hypocrisy, right? Sure. Of the MAGA cult, the the Republican Party. You know they're backing this guy, and there are some Republicans that are coming out and saying he might be a little too toxic even for us. Um, but for the most part, they're either not saying anything or just flat out saying, we don't care. All we want to do is win. Right. Right. And, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Dana Loesch, who we've referenced on the show before. She, um, is a second amendment advocate. She's got a so, show. Does this um, and I, I, she, I mean, do you want my, I'm sorry. So this will make sense in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah keep going. Yeah. This is listening. why I wanted to do it my way. Um, so we, you know, you have this Dana Lotion. Just, just play the play the clip. Here, all right, here's the clip. So, does this change anything? I, I mean, do you want my opinion? Or you're listening. 
Not a damn thing. How many times have I said four very important words? These four words. Winning is a virtue. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle. And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. <laughs> if the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion, Ooh, and Warnock wants to use all of our monies to pay a whole bunch of skanks for abortions. And yes, when they're used predominantly over 99% of birth control and it's my taxpayer dollars, you have invited me up in your business and I will use whatever descript I would like to. Thank you. Stop it. So it doesn't change anything for me. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't even care. So. All right. So she clearly doesn't care. Uh, yeah, no, she, I mean, she doesn't care. I mean, and look, the, the, their priority is control of the Senate and winning, right? That's what they want. Yeah. They want control. They want control over, uh, you know, obviously control over the government. Um, and it's interesting how she says that, right? Well, Hawk, Walker used his money to pay for an abortion, so that's fine. But I don't want the government paying for it. But then when we get in control of the government, we don't want anybody to have an abortion. So we want to make a nationwide ban. Like, she didn't say that. But, I mean, you know, Lindsey Graham came out and... Uh, um, you know, put a bill out there to to ban, you know, all abortion across the board, which, of course, he would, because why would he care? Because it's not something that he has to worry right. about. Um, for a, for a number of reasons, Lindsay. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, and, and look, that's even what she said. Like, I mean, now I've been saying this for a while, that they've been saying the quiet, quiet part out loud, but they've been getting louder and louder and just more transparent and blunt about their goals and what their mission is. And she's saying, look, he maybe he is a garbage candidate. I don't care. As long as he is in a position to be a puppet and do what we want, then we will back him no matter how vile of a human being that he is. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Right? That's the, the yeah. like, are those the words coming out of her mouth? But no, that's, that's what you can take away from her statement, she doesn't care. They could put a, a, a they could put Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's up there, and as long as he can get the votes and get in, then they're then they're good. Um, you know, and look, I'm I have long since been an advocate of you got to win, right? Yeah. You know, I elections mean, have consequences. These elections have consequences, and these people people want to get as upset as they want to, want to about the, the makeup of the Supreme Court. Um, you know, Democrats and progressives and everything else. And I, I usually can tell them, like, look at yourself, right? At yourself, at your party, at your at, you know your demographic. Um, you know, you didn't come out and vote when you needed to. Um, you didn't take the the threats to the democracy. Seriously, when when they were being, you know, and, and look, I mean, I'll toot my own horn here. I said, look, this Trump guy, he could absolutely get nominated, you know, back in 2015. And I said, eh, he's, it's not good if he does. It's dangerous, right? But people poo-pooed it. 
you know, the, the, you know, like, look, he is a buffoon. And I've said this multiple times. Trump is an absolute buffoon. I've thought that since the 90s when I was a kid. Like, who is this clown, right? And my opinion of him has, has been consistent and has never changed. Um, but he showed us who and what he is. And people wanted to ignore it. They just assumed Hillary was going to walk right in. People didn't show up to vote. They voted third party. Um, they had all these reasons why they didn't need to vote. They weren't worried about Hillary and their vote. And then, boom, Trump wins. Yep. Right. Didn't didn't pay attention to any of the signs. Did you know? Like I, I, you know, I told you even on this show, I said, man, I'm looking at some of these comments on Breitbart. I'm looking at these comments on Fox News, and everyone's just like, who reads the comments? That doesn't tell you anything. And I'm like, look, you read enough of them, you start to get a sense, right? And then you listen to the news, you listen to what people are saying in public, and and you 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 could it was palpable. You could feel it. And yet it was consistently ignored until it was too late. And so th those are the consequences. And so here again, you have this guy, Herschel Walker. And I think this time people are on alert. People are prepared because Trump ushered in this error, this era of... Error could be well, a yes, <laughs> both. But Trump ushered in this era of doesn't matter what your policies are. It doesn't matter what your track record is, what your history is, doesn't matter if you have good character, divorce, infidelity, cheating, porn stars, just, you know, sure. crude language, you know, being... How about lying to people's faces? Yes. Contradicting, saying one thing one day, one thing another day that are complete right. difference, completely opposite, and not getting called out for it. Right, just complete, you know, lack, you know, lack of empathy, uh, you know, lack of knowledge, lack of... Hit, all of those things... What Trump ushered in is that none of that shit matters at the end of the day. Just say the things that get people excited about you, right? Whatever pisses them off and really gets them going, rile that up and make as much money off as you can off of it. Surround your people, surround yourself with people who are loyal to you beyond the idea of, of beyond, beyond the concept of civic duty, right? You want people that are loyal to you like a mob boss. You know, I mean, he, he intentionally, you know, whenever someone uh, uh, disagreed with him or, or contradicted him or criticized him, you know, they were separated away from his, his administration and he attacked them, uh, you know, through social media, through the media, in, you know, at his rallies and press conferences um, and knew that his base, his audience, uh, his followers, his cult, uh, would do the same, right? And so there were people who had serious concerns about that, right? If these people turn on me, then where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I can't go to CNN. I can't do the, you know, like, so th they were more than willing to ride his coattails and, you know, do whatever they had to do to stay in his good good favor. Right. Right. Now, he, he previously had been able to just say, I like this guy, and in a Republican primary, that was your golden ticket. That's how I get Herschel Walker. He is not the only one. But there's, there are signs that he's starting to lose his individual uh, charisma. I mean, I've seen videos of like him doing a rally and 15 minutes in, people just looking bored at him bitching about the 2020 election and walking out. And this is back to a point you made before. The, the movement may have outgrown him, or maybe has outgrown him. It did. And this brings us to groups like the Oath Keepers that are currently on trial for attacking the Capitol. And... Well, I just, I, I just want to go back to Herschel Walker, right? Okay, like, sure. I mean, because, you know, Trump ushered in this, 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 this movement 
of you know basically just being a being a clown, being a, a scam artist in office. And we've had plenty of those before, but they were they were less blatant, right? right? Um, and Trump said, "Fuck it." You know, like, what are they going to do? None of their rules, like, they, they have no way to enforce any of these rules that they have. There's too many rules. I don't even like the rules, so fuck the rules. And so he brought us people like Herschel Walker, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, go down the list. Right. Um, and, and the people who believe in and follow Donald Trump, right, because it's not, they're, they're not Republicans, Right, they're 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 the followers of Donald Trump and MAGA, um, and now anyone who fits that mold is who they believe in, right? Anyone who says the things that they want to hear, right? That are critical of of diversity, that are critical of of uh, that are you know sure. if they're pro life and they're critical of diversity and they use the term woke, right, <laughs> a lot in a negative connotation. Uh, then you could, re- like, if I went out, right, if I wanted to go and, and run for something right now and I wanted to, to give myself a shot, then especially as a black man, if I go out and speak the, the, the MAGA the, language. The Herschel Walker language. Right? Like, not, well, no, I can't lower myself that far. Okay. But, I mean, just take the concepts of, 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 sure. of the, conserv- the, the now conservative Republican MAGA GOP and I spout them loud and often Right, and and I and, and especially if I do it in a way that's semi-intelligent, then I'm gonna get a hell of a backing. Like yeah. I could go out and run. I, I promise you, I could go out and win office in any number of places. Right, if I just I, I don't even have to come up with anything of my own. Right, say radical left agenda as many times as you can. Yep. Say taxes as many times as you can. Say you uh, secure the border as many times as yeah. you can. Oh yeah. And you pretty much got the. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's just you know, and just attack. Democrats and Biden nonstop. Um, it's pretty simple. You don't need a policy. Most of these people don't. They, they don't even. They don't even pretend. Yeah, exactly. Right. They don't even pretend to have a policy. It's it's just about obstructionism and and gaining control and gaining power. And then once they get there, they want to keep it, but not through policies that make people want to keep them in office, but by just keeping that momentum of anger and rage and anger and rage and and, and the, the other guys are trying to take you know, right. the left, radical left agenda is trying to take away your freedoms like yes. take away your car and make you drive That's all you gotta a, do. a government Marjorie Taylor action. Green doesn't sit on any committees well, she was stripped of them because of shit she did. Okay, but she, <laughs> she doesn't. She, that's that's okay. Both, both my, are true. <laughs> but my point is, she doesn't. And she, what does she actually do? Right? She's not out there promoting any policies. She's not in the, promoting anything. Change. It's just attack Democrats. Right? Anything that they do is wrong. Right? And and it's insane because I firmly believe that I could take a policy that was that would be considered progressive or what have you. But if you had a conservative MAGA person say it, then that group would be like, hell yeah, we're in. Because that guy said, what, that, that's our guy, right? It doesn't matter if the policy doesn't fit there. You know, you can't go too crazy. Yeah, with you can't. Right? I can't. Go you can't green can't, New Deal. Right, like you can't go Green New Deal. You can't go gun control, right? But, I mean, basic policies that are relatively neutral, that should be bipartisan, that shouldn't have the, the, the pushback that they do. If it's presented by a Democrat, then this side, the, then the, the MAGA Republicans are going to just say no automatically, no matter what. You know what? You say you can't say gun control, but Trump literally enacted an, an executive order to ban bump stocks following oh, the shooting. Oh, and the, two a, the, the Second Amendment community went nuts. Did they? Okay. Oh, yeah. Because that's my favorite stumper for right-wingers. How do you feel about Trump's 
executive order. I mean, the, the you know, and, and I'm pretty immersed in the two A community because I'm 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 a gun supporter, um, and uh, and gun supporter, gun rights supporter, and we've had this conversation dozens of times. So I'm very deep into that community on a, on a deep level, just because you know I'm looking for information on what I'm building and 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 just you know becoming a better overall shooter and everything else. Um, but, and I try to stay away from people that are too political because they, they, you know, I keep an eye on them because you know exactly where they go. Um, you know, typically people that are overly, that are very political in the gun community typically tend to, to lean towards white nationalism, if not, you know, fall all the way into it. Or or brag about it. Right. So, you know, I mean, you keep an eye on them and it's, you know, it's good to know where they're at, but, um, they were very pissed off about Trump in general when it came to gun rights and you know but they still support him and the right because and I've said this before on the show Democrats could sweep for as long as they want if they shifted on gun control right because I I don't feel that the I don't feel that the arguments are valid for the gun control that they want right if they shifted on gun control Right, you 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 like because are you going to get the entire two A community? Are you going to get everybody on the right? No, but you will get you will get enough because there are enough people in the gun community who are like they are they are single issue voters, yes. right? Like they're like, look, we don't give a fuck about anything. Just leave me be and give me my guns. Give me my guns. These guys are because the, th- there's even people in the gun community that will tell you that Trump and the whole lot are all idiots. But they absolutely refuse to vote for Democrats because of their stance on guns. Well, and not just their stance, but how they they keep saying we need gun control, we need stronger gun control. Put a plan out there. I mean, I'll, well, the I problem would, is I, the plans that they put out there are absurd. Okay, all right. Put a logical plan out there that there actually will do some good because this is where they beat that drum. And because I'm, here's my issue with them: if you're talking gun control. Right, like usually this comes up if there's a mass shooting and it's school and it, it, if it's kids or white people, right? Then we talk about gun control. Buffalo, they, they you know, they, they, they actually brought yeah. it up. They, it came up then too. But if you really like, if you want to speak to me about the issue with guns that we have in this country, then you need to be talking specifically about solving the socio socioeconomic issues that are leading to the violence in and of itself. Right, like they, those two things, those conversations can't be separated, and that's what I mean. Because Democrats talk about that sort of stuff, they do, but then when they talk gun control, it's completely separate, right? And one of the biggest issues that you have in urban settings is the violence, is the crime, yeah. right? And so, I mean, dude, I've been in Baltimore for six months. Right, I cannot turn on, I can't open my internet feed without. Right, so you don't many have shootings. to open the news. Just go outside in Baltimore. You know, I mean, I take, I can take, I can take you to plenty of places that I am way too intimate with, where you don't need to watch the news to know what the fuck is going on. I'd rather watch the news, right? Like, so, you know, if you're gonna talk about, like, if you want to talk to me about gun violence and tell me what you're gonna do in inner cities at the same time to help reduce it, because the people in the hood, they're not going into gun stores and just buying guns. No, right. That's not where those guns are coming from, especially in these places like Chicago, like New York. They're not getting them there. Like, oh, well, we blame the other states. If you just fix the other states, that's also not where they're – like, are there some people who drive from oh, Chicago and go to Indiana? Yes, sure. a lot. But there are – let me tell you, the ease of which you can get an illegal gun, like, and when I say illegal, I mean, you know, fully automatic, 
you know, M4 or something along those lines or an AK-47 that these guys are using and drive. Like, that, that's the other thing. Some of these guns that they're using, you can't just go and buy, right? And some of these get, and, and these get, like, if you have a fully automatic AK-47, you did not just go to your local gun store and buy that, right? Like, the, the hoops you have to jump through to get a suppressor, to get, you know, to get a fully automatic weapon, it's, it's expensive and it takes forever. And These, you're going to get fingerprinted. you got to get, get fingerprinted. All that sort but, of shit. But some guns, AK-47s being an example, are not that difficult to convert from semi-automatic to fully automatic. And a semi-automatic AK is completely legal in Indiana. Yep. And it can easily be driven in Chicago. And yeah, you've got black markets that will be, you want this. Now, even a semi-automatic AK-47 is a formidable weapon. I mean, yes. you can shoot that really, really fast. In yep. fact, most people... And you swap the trigger out, you get a three and a half pound trigger pull and you can really get that thing kicking. <laughs> right. um, but, but here's the thing though my, my point is is you address the so you, you address the issues as why people are turning to violence right then you can solve for a lot of your crime issues and see those numbers go down greatly right now the other thing i'll say and we've said this before but we got more guns than we got people yep. in cars right um that we know of you know what I mean? Like, sure. I mean, that, that we know of, that doesn't include the guns where, you know, people build kits and they piece them together or whatever, right? Like, so we got a fuck ton of, we got three, over 300 million guns for sure, probably closer to about half a billion. If you, <laughs> considering the number of people who have guns and where those guns are, right? If you take out inner cities, right? Do you, then, because if, if you take out Chicago, Cleveland, and, you know, conservatives will say, Democratic-run cities. All right, yep. fine. Fine, pull them out. Then all of a sudden, like, your gun numbers drop dramatically. Gun, gun violence. Gun, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Your gun violence drops, like, all the way down sure. to almost nothing. Sure. Right? With the, I mean, there's, there's domestic violence. There's mass shootings, and mass shootings get attention. Yeah, but a lot of those reasons. mass... But the mass, but the mass shooting numbers, because people, oh, there's a mass shooting, blah, 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 blah. It's because, again, the shit that happens in the hood, right? Like, if you're in a car... And you drive, and, and you're just fucking spraying, spraying, you know, like right. spraying that, you know, uh, uh, AK modified AK-47, and you hit four people. That's a mass shooting, Understood. right? But those aren't the mass shootings that they're talking about, right. right? But if you if you remove that from the equation, right, then your gun violence problem is a the picture looks completely different, right? And so again, for me, if you want to have this conversation about gun violence and everything else, then you have to be talking about what is driving people to this now. What's driving people in inner cities to violence is different than maybe what's what's driving random white dude to, to mass shootings at a grocery store, at a church, or whatever, sure. right? That's a, that's a whole different thing. But, again, if, you're, if we're focused on the actual violence itself and who it impacts the most, then the conversation needs to change if you want to bring people like me to the table about gun control. Okay, and, but I want to sort of spin off what you're saying, and the the... the the powers that be in the Democratic Party don't recognize gun control as a political losing issue. They just do not. They live in the D.C. bubble. Okay. And well, again, they should. Because I agree. I'm not killed. Saying, I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> there's that. But, um, the, uh, but seriously, they, they don't get it. They don't understand what it's like. Now, if you're a, a Democratic uh, congressperson in Montana... You're not spewing the gun control stuff to your constituents, right. but you're but you're guilty by association of being anti-gun. Even if you have, 
I mean, well, how, no, that's how, not true because Joe Manchin is not. No, no one thinks Joe Manchin is anti-gun. N- uh, no, they don't. And he'll win in West Virginia, maybe. But it still it it. There are people who will not vote for a Democrat simply because of guns. You made that point ten yeah. minutes ago. Um, and the example that comes to my head is when Michael Bloomberg looked like he was going to sweep away the Democratic nomination. And what did I say then? All he had to do, if if he had shut his fucking mouth about guns, I said this. He would probably South, be president. He went to South Carolina. And started talking gun control. And, and it's amazing to me that someone can be as smart as Michael Bloomberg must be. Right. And, and he, not... he, he was paying people to tell him what to fucking talk about. That's the thing yeah. that kills me. He, and and that was one of his big things. Like, you think you're going to go to South Carolina and win a primary there? Because he did it uh, in Tennessee, too. I think Tennessee I, is where he ultimately took the bath, right? And, and okay. ended up punching out. No, no, no. You're right. Because he, he went to South Carolina and then he gets blown out of the water there. And then he took that same message to all these other states in the South. And it's like... Okay. All right. Well, and you only need one anti-gun soundbite to give your opponents all they and it's need. Just, and, pe- and the anti-gun or the anti-gun people get so pissed at me about this, and I'm like, look, <laughs> you don't like you that message that you're trying to send. You could die on that hill, but understand, you're going to die on that hill, right? Yep. And then you're going to get trampled. Yep. Like you have to, you have to shift on it. I'm sorry. This country was built on violence. This country was built and taken with guns. It is just a part of our fabric. The results, uh, uh, like you can't look at Europe, right? You can't look at Europe. You can't look at Australia. They don't have the same mass. They don't have the same history, and all that fucking matters, right? You can't even look at Canada. Again, completely different uh, number of people, number of guns. Completely different history. Yeah. It is a part of who you are. You live in a violent nation, right? You just do. I'm sorry. It is what it is. The toothpaste is out of the goddamn tube. You're not going to get all the guns back. You're not going to get any sort of control that's that's reasonable, right? You have got to learn how to deal with and manage this issue, right, by addressing some of the other issues that could have a greater impact on the overall, like, community of the country. Right on the overall country, because you saw for those socioeconomic issues that are driving people to violence and crime, not only do you re- reduce the violence and crime, but you have a more thriving country. Yeah, the, the communities start becoming more comfortable being communities and not, I mean, how many times have we talked about there's street violence and everyone knows who did it, but no one's talking because they're, I'm not getting protected. <laughs> right. You know, and if you think that. This gang is going to say, ah, yeah, you snitched on, you know, Shorty, but uh, we'll let it go. That's right. not how it works. Um, you know, so th- those are the sort of things that you have to address. Now, shifting to the Oath Keepers, right? Yeah. That's uh, a different kind of gun problem. That's a, that's a different type of gun problem. But the reason I'm, si- I'm shifting this now is groups like the Oath Keepers are, are this group and other groups like them are why I have the guns that I have. No, I understand. Because let me tell you this, and I'm a, I, I, and I've told people, I've told, I've told peop, people in relatively high comp, in political offices, you go take their guns, then I will hand you mine. But you don't have the fucking balls to go to that group, the Oath Keepers, and look, I think these dudes are clowns. But they're very well-armed clown, clowns who train to the point where there's a reason why the FBI doesn't go in. Right? The FBI's got their history of Ruby Ridge and everything say, else. They, when they they're, tried to do that, they fucked it when up. When they royally. tried to do it, they fucked it up, and there's a reason they're not going after these guys and they that they that they're taking the approach that they're taking now, right? Because the Oath Keepers gave them the opportunity to do so. Right? And but this group and groups like this are why guys like me, 
My black ass is armed the way that I am. You will not convince me to give up my AR-15 until you go take theirs. You will not convince me to give up my 300 blackout pistol until you go take theirs. Because as long as there's groups out there like that who don't give a fuck about your laws or your gun control or anything else, you can put whatever you want in. Those guys are still going to have what they have and they're going to accumulate more. As long as there's groups out there like that that don't like people like me because, just because of my skin color, I'll be damned if I'm going to be a sitting fucking duck. You can fuck all the way off because this country has too bad of a history of fucking people like me over for the sake of people like them. So fuck that. There is no Martin Luther King, we shall overcome bullshit. You come at me with heat, I'm coming at you with fire. Period. They're also on trial. I was going to say, we should talk okay. about that. <laughs> well, the reason I put that on there. <laughs> <laughs> you like that transition, that, though. That was, <laughs> I didn't know we were going on that path, but that's why we, we don't edit our show. Yeah, they're on trial, and some of them are they're, they're flat out saying, we did this because of Trump. Mm-hmm. They're not even denying that. Which Dude, some came out today that uh, you know, it, it, and I, I looked at it. It looked like it was kind of a, 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 a uh, like I don't, I don't know how what to re- how much to put into it, but that like one of the guys on trial was in contact with Trump's Secret Service. That's right. I heard that. Okay. So which is now look, if he's in contact with Trump's Secret Service, why? Why? Why should random militia guy have any remote access to anybody in the White House, right? Especially the Secret Service that is, you know, right there to protect Trump. Right. By the way, when Trump said he was willing to go to, he wanted to go, you know, he insisted on going to the White House, um, or the, sorry, the Capitol, uh, because he said, he said, take the, the you know metal t- uh, metal detectors out of there detect- because yeah. they're not coming after me. That's probably reassuring when someone in your you know right. if you, security yeah, I mean, detail right. is, is saying is I'm just talking to them. Right, like well you know between us and the old keepers you're going to be fine. Right, that's what you're saying. Like yeah. like so Trump Trump is just like look between between the the Secret Service and the old keepers I'm going to be good. So let's go. And he still believes he could just say it's all fake. I'm staying here. I mean he tried to do that. We yep. we. Got multiple reports of him trying to grab the steering wheel in the presidential limo, which I, I still find fucking wild. I mean, it's it's wild and, and hilarious. I if that ha- I don't know if that happened because there's, you know, like who knows what the veracity of that is. But you know, you're right. Trump did try to pull. Like, I mean, it's like when you try to get a little kid out of a chair and they just hold on to the armrest and they just you know cross right. their legs and they, you know, like Trump tried to do that in the White House. Um, you know, and, and these guys were, because my thought is that this was the plan. The plan was get, you know, get the crowd all worked up and let them go and basically cause a distraction, right? Go in there, get wild, get crazy, demand to be let in, blah, blah, blah. And then send the group, like the group, the Oath Keepers in to do the actual quote unquote dirty work, Right. You know, to actually go in and, and you know, I mean, similar, potentially kill Pelosi, kill uh, who know, kidnap, kill, I, I hold hostage. I don't know, right? There's also another report that um, uh, you know one of the people on trial said that they wish that they were armed that day. You know, I'm sure they do. <laughs> and 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 that's one of the things where I, I, people are just like, it wasn't that big of a deal. They broke some windows. They brought. I'm like, look, you had a mob of people. Which whenever you have a mob of people that are pissed off, it's dangerous. But that mob of people, right, with the idiots that we've seen, 
right? The pe- the real estate agent from Texas that was flying down there and doing Instagram Live, you know, the unfortunate number of people from Ohio down there who could barely talk and probably can't read, you know, throwing their two cents in and getting there and getting in trouble and fighting with police. You had plenty of those people. Um, but that group of people managed to overrun the police, to get yep. inside the Capitol, to force members of Congress into hiding. Yeah. Right. To force the vice president into right, hiding. Right, to force the vice president into hiding and, and ultimately had to be taken away from the scene because they were trying to, you know, at gallows and they were right. coming after him. But, I mean, and this was a group of clowns, right? The guy with the fucking buffalo hat and all that other stuff and no shirt. Like, you had a group of clowns and that's what they were able to do. Yeah. Right, so well, imagine, it, imagine like, if you have a, a, a slightly better group of clowns Right, that are better trained, that are actually armed and ready to take fire and ready to return fire, you know, that maybe have some sort of explosive devices and everything else, in a similar fashion, overrun the police, right? Takes National Guard forever to get there, even if they do that effectively when they're supposed to, right? Like if you have a group of decently trained people that are that are prepared to literally prepared to die, then they could have easily overrun the Capitol. And for me, it's the you have what happened was bad enough. But it showed you what was possible, right? Like, yeah, you have this mis- disorganized group of, of dipshits, and th- look at all the damage that they caused, right? So imagine if you get another group that says, fuck it, let's run it back, but this time let's go in hot. Then yeah. you've got a whole, oh. whole, other, whole other issue. Yeah, and, and I mean, if I am of the belief that there were plenty of firearms that maybe didn't get into the Capitol building, but were probably outside. Not and, far. Yeah, and... What if the Capitol Police had just opened fire? Which I frankly don't know that it wouldn't have been per protocol. You got people charging you, you got people beating on you with fucking, you know, bits of fence and shit like that. I mean, the the cop that shot Ashley Babbitt, I don't think faced any. No. Uh, and he shouldn't, in my opinion. No. But what if he would have just? I got nineteen more rounds in this uh, magazine. I'm gonna keep on using them until I swap it out for the next one. Right. Um. Uh. You know what would have happened then? And we were not far from that. Nope. Um, I mean, there, there were multiple things I saw, of, you know, live video of a Capitol Police officer backpedaling, backpedaling, gun drawn, saying stop, and the people didn't stop, but they didn't exactly charge, and he was able to backpedal into a spot and secure a, a, a door. But, I mean, if he starts shooting, what happens? Look, I mean, there was, there was the video of the officer on the ground being beaten, right? Um, so there, there were plenty of opportunities. I mean, like, listen, people attacking the police officers with, with, with flagpoles, um, you know, pushing officers, you know, yelling at, excreting at, threatening them. Uh, just like, look, there were plenty of opportunity for, for the police to, to like, look, those police should have been in fear of their life. But yeah. Right. I mean, like, yes. so it can you know, like, so then, you know, you've got these other police that are shooting people because somebody sneezed. You know, or someone sleeping too hard in their bed, and then they shoot them. Like, I, I mean, right? You know, I mean, the right. whole fear for your life thing. It's just like, so what? What is that? Like, what? What? What is the, the protocol for the, the for life? One standard, apparently. Clearly, but I mean, I think like we got to keep an eye on that trial just to see well, how it turns out. You keep hearing people say the term civil war. I expect there will be a civil war in my lifetime, and I used to dismiss that as pure just nonsense. Groups like the Oath Keepers, I can see them forming a compound, being very willing to shoot, and saying, we're, we're annexing uh, Portage County, Michigan, and we're 
not going anywhere. We're not paying taxes anymore. Um, you know, and if they try to hold their ground and the U.S. government tries to take it back, it's kind of a civil war. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I won't go... Uh, I don't know how it'll look or, or what it'll be. It's not going to be grays versus blues and right. just shooting at a line across from each other. But, I mean, it'll be... It, Likely in pockets in different places, um, and you know, kind of what I'm just describing. Yeah, no, exactly what 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 you're describing. But I mean, and look, it it could be averted, right? Um, but it would it would take a, a monumental shift in essentially maturity <laughs> with our federal government, right? Like you would need both both sides of the House and the Senate to to really embrace the idea of bipartisanship and, you know, moving the country right. forward and compromise and, and you know, all that other stuff. And I just, I don't see any of that. You know, I mean, the only time these people are remotely close to, to doing their jobs is in the face of an emergency. Right. Right. Hurricane Katrina, or, or I'm sorry, Hurricane Ian, Ian yeah. down in Florida. All right, Biden and... and, and uh, uh, the Santas are going to put aside their differences. To do, okay, well, uh, right. But other than that, though, then it's back to mudslinging, name calling, and and uh, obstructionism. Uh, and look, the Democrats have been trying, right? They bring bills to the floor. They 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 ask for, you know, Republican GOP help and everything else. And it's just and, and the Republicans are like, no. You have too much control, and so if we give you that, that's a win for you. So we're not going to help you because you can't have any wins. If you have any wins and we help you, then we could lose support from our base. So fuck you, fuck bipartisanship. And I don't see how we get to where we need to, where we actually have bipartisanship and compromise. Because like this, the country isn't made for everybody to be happy all the time, right? Like in all right. actuality, the world like, right? Like I mean, in all actuality, the way our government is set up is for all of us to be. All right. I mean, it's not fucking great, but it's not fucking miserable, right? Like that's literally like where we need to be, right? Like as long as if we can get everybody to a point where no one's completely happy, but no one's completely miserable, then government's doing their job. Sure. Right. But it's, well, a couple things about that. One, um, just to your point about bipartisanship not happening, I saw an interview with a congresswoman the other day, and I don't remember her name or where she's from, but she had re introduced a bill. That was um, basically a bill to help veterans when they leave the military. So it was including things like mandatory three check-ins a year for the first year they're out of the military because mm -hmm. that's the toughest time for to transition from yep. the military to civilian life. It passed the Senate with 100 votes, 100%. Mm -hmm. And then the overturning of Roe v. Wade happens. And the bill included something along, it was a 16-word 16, a block of 16 words that basically said females leaving the military will get this kind of counseling to support their needs. Because if you're a woman coming out of the military, your needs are different than if you're a man. You're not going to need prenatal care at the VA. And it's basically, the bill was just to show veterans what they need, what is available to them as a, a you know credit to their service. And now that bill is in jeopardy because, well, then the VA could provide an abortion. We can't have that. So that bill that passed the Senate in 100% is now getting hung up to get voted on in the House by some obstructionist Republicans. Maybe I'll do a whiskey shot on this and give it better detail, but I was watching this interview just going, this is fucking incredible. This thing passed 
with 100 votes in the Senate. And now they're just stalling it because they don't have the yeah. balls to vote against it. If you're a Republican, you're not voting against a veterans' rights bill. Right. But but to go through and look just, for any just, little thing just, just to just, be... Just yeah. snag it, let it sit, and it won't even make the major news cycle because it's not... In hasn't the, been voted, it right. hasn't been voted on. Right. right. Like So because it hasn't been voted on, well, there's nothing really to report. Right. Just like me all the time with my... They're going to legalize cannabis stuff. They're not voting on it. Everyone says they will, but until they fucking vote, don't give me the I'm right, you're wrong. No, <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's 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 more I mean, of a, like, look, I, I am with you on cannabis. I, I'm aware. I want. I, I I think it should be legal. I think it, I, but like, I, I refuse to buy into the idea that they're going to legalize it until I see it. No, I, you're right. You know, you're I mean, right. right. But but how many times is this bill has gotten this close, and you've always said it, and you've been right. Bill can be great, and the bill can have overwhelming hand-waving support. But when it comes time to put your name on it, if you're in a conservative area where being pro-pot might get you in trouble, you're hey, running I, away. I, I'll, I'll even take it a step further. It could be a great bill that passes the House, but depending on the numbers of the Senate, I could tell you whether it's worth a shit or not. And currently, right now, in it, like there's no pot bill. It could be the greatest bill in the fucking world, Pass Congress 100%, right, with 100, everybody said, yeah, we're passing it. I promise you that that bill goes nowhere in the Senate. Nowhere. It wouldn't, I think it would be voted on today. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe it doesn't but, pass. I mean, I mean but, okay, fine, maybe because, it gets voted on. Because that was the McConnell thing. Maybe. McConnell would stall, like, we're not even voting on this. I don't know. This. Do you got, do you got, do, do, would you get Manchin and Cinema? I'll bet you'd get Manchin. I don't know Cinema well enough. I don't to... know if you do get Manchin. Depends on what Manchin wants. Well, you've talked to him. I haven't. So I have, I, and he's I'm just telling you. Should have brought it up. And I'm just telling you that he's the type of guy, right? Like he knows his place, right? And he doesn't have as much power as he wants, but he has a whole lot of fucking power right now. And and there's no way I would guarantee a vote if it came down to Mansion Cinema. You you may probably have a better chance of getting Cinema than you do Mansion, but you still need more than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I, what understand. I, mean? I understand. I understand. And and so I just I. I, I I, I don't know. I just, I think, um, you know, when it comes to where we are politically and where we're headed, um, the next few years are, 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 you know, through this midterm election um, and, and the 24 presidential election uh, are, 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 are going to be key points. Yeah. Right? I mean, let me ask this. You hear this a lot, and I, I'm vacillating on this. Do you think democracy in this country is in legit danger? Because hmm. you hear that all the time on the Rachel Maddows and the yeah, Lawrence O'Donnells. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is, and here's why. If you've got a gov- if you've got you know Republicans that want to, uh, you know, legislate against women the way they are, the, the, you know, the way they've talked about as it relates to abortion, um, and I think at that point that opens. The, then you have to wonder what else are they capable of. You know, I mean, because we've we've heard, I mean, we've heard actual sitting members of Congress in the Senate, you know, openly talking about the need for religion and government, and we've right. heard their talking heads. You know, I mean, like we've we've heard the talking heads in in, in uh, on the conservative side talking about, 
you know, like we, you know, people, the the Muslims got it right with Islam, and you know, I mean, it's just the problem is their religion. It's just if it's our religion, then it's fine, you know. And correct me when they do that because I'm a strict constitutionalist, but we need more God in our country. Yeah, I mean, okay, if you don't know how hypocritical that hypocritical that is, and I guarantee you don't. Um, (laughs) Some of them, right? I mean, but what's the problem is that those that do but don't care. Right? right, they know they're being hypocritical, but they're more than willing to just look at you, look you in the face, and be like, "No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> you know, I mean, like that—that's the—that's the scary part. So I think that there's there's absolutely a threat to democracy, um, you know, from that end. And and look, I have plenty of gripes and complaints and concerns about the Democratic Party, um, and I think that some of the your a small percentage on your far left. You know, um, you don't have as many of them actually in government, but you do have a small, you do have uh, some of them in government and in some, you know, on the fringe that are, you know, talking heads that are, but have a large voice voice on social media. I think some of them are dangerous as well. Uh, but I think that the, the threat is much greater coming from the right. You know, I, I would not argue that. For I mean, I think the threat is much greater. You know, people constantly reference Handmaid's Tale tail and things like that and i think there are uh, like people have legitimate concerns what republicans do at this point with this iteration of the republican party once they get control right you look at i mean because the and, and abortion is a big reason why and it's not just because of abortion and female rights but it's like look if you're willing to go this far against women right what do you what are you willing to say and do against gays and homosexuals what are you willing to do and say and and, and outlaw or criminalize with black people, right? Like you get, you get like let's let's say they blew the doors off in the midterms, and they blew they blow the doors off in twenty twenty four. So now they've got a supermajority in the House and the Senate, and they've got control of the Supreme Court, and they've got Trump back in as president. You know, I yeah. mean, all of a sudden, like you know, the Fourteenth Amendment does not feel quite as secure. <laughs> you know, I mean, in a lot of different ways. So I mean, I just I I think there's definitely a threat. Um, and I think people, you know, I, and I think if you're like all these factions of, of Democrats on, uh, on the left, well, I'm a progressive, I'm not a Democrat. Like, well, it's not going to fucking matter if you keep right. dicking around, right? Cause you have a whole, whole other list of problems if these fuckers win and sweep this thing. Right. And I don't think that they will. I mean, I, I, I was very doom and gloom about six months ago about the democratic party, but I think the GOP basically handed the Democrats the the momentum shift that they needed with that abortion decision. I agree. You know, and I mean, and you said that, and I, I didn't buy it initially, but over time, it's it's looking to be that way because I think people are looking at that specifically, but also taking into account what I just said. There's plenty of people who are one vote, one issue voters on that issue. Yes, and many of them who are pro-choice vote for, but voted for Republicans did it because they thought. Okay, there's the one area I disagree with Republicans, but they're never going to make that big, bold move. And what you're seeing a lot of Republicans do now is try to back out of the corner they put themselves in. So a lot of them campaigned on no exceptions. I'm a hardliner. This is, you know, God's law, blah, blah, blah. And now when they're getting pushed back, they said, wait, you said no exceptions. So if my wife is pregnant, is going to give birth to a stillborn child and possibly die in the process, you're saying she can't get a medical procedure to prevent that. They're going, of course I don't think that. Well, you said it loud and clear, and that's one of the few things that people get held accountable for. Yep. I mean, regardless of where you stand, it's a very passionate issue. There are one-issue one voters who focus on that a hell of a lot, 
and a lot of them seemed to be rebelling against what they thought was what was called settled law. Yeah. And a, a thing that especially applies to younger people because it's never really been a concern for them. You talk to people my mom's age would, you know, you know, who fought for uh, access to reproductive rights um, in before Roe was settled, and they remember days of back, you know, back alley abortions. And we can go down this road a whole whole bunch of ways. We should, we typically avoid the subject, but politically speaking, I think we're agreeing that it's certainly hurting the Republican cause. Um, whether or not it's enough to flip uh, the House and or you know gain in the House and gain in the Senate, we'll see. Um, but you brought to my attention a Wisconsin lawsuit that was trying to push back against the um, student loan forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And in a not-so-well-veiled... Uh, well, they didn't do a good job of hiding the fact that it's pretty racially motivated. That well, I mean, like, so the, the, the lawsuit jumps into two... Like, the, there's two things that stand out about this lawsuit. One, they're attacking... Uh, the student loan forgiveness on the grounds that the president, you know, overstepped his authority, um, which is an authority granted by Congress to, right. you know, essentially spend money on this particular thing. Now, that is an argument that, that that's a valid legal argument that I think is will work its way through the courts. Um, but another one of their arguments was that the student loan forgiveness itself is racially motivated and will bring an advantage to black people because they're more inclined to be harmed by student loans. And so the government's motivation is racially motivated. Therefore, because of that racial motivation, that it is unconstitutional and unfair to white people. Now, mind you, the problem they're going to have with that argument is that, you know, you've got a lot of white people with student loans that are adversely affected by those student loans that will receive relief um, and you may even have more in terms of overall numbers that receive relief than black people. So that argument of itself doesn't stand. But the fact that they use it here, right? Like, because there's no way as an attorney that you're looking at that and thinking that it's a good argument that's going to make it, right? You put that in there because you wanted to say it, right? You, yeah, you sure. want, you want, like in a few good men, right? Like, I think he wants to say it. I think he needs to say it. Right, like so, in this particular, it's it's finally like we don't want those motherfuckers to win. We don't want them to get any sort of help or relief. Right. We want to keep them down, right? Like, and they know that they can't come out and say it. So they, what they did was they said, well, according to this language, they're saying that that's going to be a benefit to to black people. Right. We can't have that. Right, right. Like they wanted to get it out there and they wanted to make that loud and clear, and they and they did it for a very specific reason. Why? Stir, to, stir, to the pot. stir the pot and get the attention of the group. Yeah, right? The angry white guy in the suburbs right. to like, say, yeah, hell yeah. Your tax dollars are going to hell help this, yeah. this black kid who just. Right. You know, what are you going to do for me? Right? Like, right. well, motherfucker, if you've got student loans, then you'll get help too. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't. We know. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, so it, it's. It's, um, it's interesting to see where this lawsuit goes, what stays in it, what gets. You know, how, how far it goes. Um, because I think there are some actual legitimate arguments which people may not want to hear. Um, and as I said before, I'm kind of neutral on the whole student loan forgiveness. Now, look, if they were wiping them all out, then I'd be like, all right, this is fantastic because my student loans, my student loan payment is literally more than a lot of people's mortgage. I think it may be more than your mortgage. I think we talked about it. It's real close. Um, so, like, if you want to wipe them all out, then I, you won't get an argument from me, and I don't care who it's fair to or not. But... 
ten thousand dollars literally does it, it may it it literally may knock like ten or fifteen dollars off my student loan okay. payment. Um, but it, it's it's it, so that's why I'm relatively neutral on it. Um, but this lawsuit, I think, does have some teeth to it, uh, based off of based off the arguments that they've made. Well, but here's the only thing I'll say about that is constitutionally, I think you're right. But haven't we thrown that out forty years ago? I mean, you know, we used to be able to not to go to war, not be able to go to war without congressional approval. So now we have. You know, military actions for security reasons that yeah. get done essentially unilaterally. And the one time in recent memory that a president tried to say, hey, Congress, do you want to authorize this conflict, was in Syria with Obama, and they Okay, were... but that does, that's not this. It's not this, but it's the but point... It's the not, point the, well, no. executive orders are just become the... the... But... Executive order, like, the stuff of war, again, it's different. A lot of our... Uh, uh, foreign military engagements, right, w weren't executive orders. They were authorized under, like, one large oh, right. authorization the, of, sure, of the, military use, right? Like, so that's... that's on terror. Right, like, so it was a loophole, but yep. it's still, like, it All wasn't right. the president just saying, hey, we're going to go do this. It was, you know, like, hey, we're going to do this under this, right? Like, right. now, look, that's a... Okay, it's a loophole, it's fine, whatever, but it's still a mechanism which allowed it, right? And what Congress and has to do... To right, Congress has to go and change that Right to take that loophole away, so then, then, then you're talking apples to apples. Right, but that's not what this is. Right, and for that to happen, Congress would have to have courage. So, ain't gonna happen. No, but in this particular instance, right, like I think this this was a unilateral move by the president. And look, it is widely supported, but you know that you're you know you're not going to be able to get this through, um, which is why he did it the way that he did it. And this is something that we have to talk about because we're fine with it because of the benefit. Right. Right. Because we like the outcome. But if it was an outcome that we didn't like, we would not be happy with this. Yeah. No, you're right. right. You're right. And so, I mean, it's and that's just, the wrong way to judge it. Right. It should be right. Like, constitutional or right. not. The, like we have to uh, like either we want there to be a process or we don't. We can't say because we like the outcome. Let's not fuck with it. But then as soon as we don't. Right. Because if this is Trump doing something right. unilaterally. Right, then I, I everybody, would not, yeah. right? Like, so take Trump's tax cuts. Let's right. say Trump had done those tax cuts unilaterally, and because, but he had control, uh, he, he had the government control to do it with, in Congress. Right. So he was able to get it through. But let's say he had done that unilaterally, people would have lost their shit, right? Justifiably. Like every progressive, uh, yes. democratic, nonprofit organization, group, whatever, would have sued almost at the same time. Yeah. Right and and fought tooth and nail and and tried to get and tried to get it overturned and tried to push it to the Supreme Court. So, um, you know, I, I think again it's worth looking because then we have to see where that goes and how and it it also be interesting, right? Because you've got a conservative Supreme Court and they've been shown to lean political, and so the question then becomes with them, right? Will they? You know, because right now the guy in office they don't like, right? And they'll say they're neutral, but we all know right. that they're not, right? So if they give him this, right, like do they want to give him that win so that it's okay? Or do they actually look at the process and say, well, we're going to deny this, but it's not because of Biden. Just no president should have this much authority. Or do they let it slide? Because while we don't like this, in the end, it's not that big of a deal. 
um, you know, we look like the heroes. But then when Trump gets in office, he can do whatever he wants. We don't have to worry about bringing this coming back to us when he does something right. stupid. Right. Like, so it'll be interesting to see how far this goes and if the Supreme Court takes it up and what they decide to do with it, if they do. Speaking of whether or not the Supreme Court takes something up, Trump has been trying to stop the Department of Justice from looking at the documents seized at Mar-a-Lago until they're cleared by the special master, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The special master. And uh, an appeals court, an 11th, an 11th district appeals court said, no, you can't stop that. They, they can look at the documents. You know, Yes, there's still this other special master review, but this is being fought. Now, Trump is trying to bring this to the Supreme Court. And maybe I'm experiencing Trump derangement syndrome or whatever, but it feels to me like he's just saying, well, I put most of those people in there, so they're going to be my friends, and I should be allowed to use them because I used to be president. And that's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah. This might be extreme where they do have to take it up quickly, but... it's So this is interesting what they did here. And I had to, I had to read this a, a couple times. Um, to kind of get to how they got here. So this is what I think happened. <laughs> I think Trump said, we got to appeal this to the Supreme Court. They said, There's, we, we can't. There's nothing to appeal. And I think he demanded that they, they push to show that, you know, he likes to muddy the waters. He wants to whatever. Sure. And so his attorneys had to figure out a way to appease their client and basically not lose their license, right? Because they really don't have much ground to stand on in that case, in the in the appeals decision that was made, that allowed the you know the investigation to continue with the use of the documents, but with the special master that Trump now has to pay for, um, that's that's also looking at the documents. So they used a really funky, just shit show of a of a legal doctrine that is legit, right, to get this through, and it's called the pendant appellate jurisdiction doc- doctrine. Now, uh, yes, I was going to say the same thing. I would love to explain this to you, right? But we don't have two hours. We don't have the time, and honestly, I would fuck it up. Yes, I'm a lawyer. Yes, I pay close attention to constitutional law. And trying to explain the pendant appellate jurisdiction doctrine to you, like I, you will know less and be <laughs> worse off for it if I try to do it. I was like, it sounds scintillating. Um, but <laughs> in, in, now, because it's a legitimate doctrine... They're, they're, it it's not gonna no one's gonna lose their license over it right like it's a legitimate question but I don't think in the end that it would matter right just based off understanding what they're trying to do like I think at the end of the day it's not going to really shift anything one way or another which is why I think the Supreme Court is ultimately gonna punt it because you're you're, you're literally grasping at straws, but the straws are real, so it has to at least be looked at. But I don't think the Supreme Court is going to take it up. And I, I think it's probably still a losing argument for Trump. But even if even if the Supreme Court does take it up, and even if they go in Trump's favor, it doesn't do for him much of anything. It's not going to right. stop the investigation. It's not going to stop the DOJ from using the documents. And it's not going to stop the special master from their review um, so it doesn't do anything, right? And and there hasn't been an injunction against the investigation, so it, he hasn't stopped the clock. Yeah, no, but he, he's clearly trying to st- stall things, and this yeah. is what's not working for him. But it's also a great talking point for him. If he wants to claim he's not being treated fairly, if he wants to claim all these things, you just said that you're a lawyer, 
you paid attention during constitutional law, and you had to read this thing three times, and you still weren't confident you would articulate it correctly, imagine what the guy at the bar that I'm going to be talking to you later tonight, he's going to be hearing, the Supreme Court owes it to Trump. I mean, he's going to hear whatever well, nonsense gets I mean, But the problem Trump has, though, like, look, you, you got your people in the Supreme Court, and they punted you. Yeah. Right? Like, they're, they're yeah. like, I, and, and they haven't made a decision on it yet, but... You know, look, if because if he loot like that, I don't know if that's a great talking point for him, because then his only then his yeah, only recourse, right? right? Like if they if they, if they look at it and say, Nah, fam, this 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 is no, we're not doing well, this. You know, but I mean, then I can his, see the other side of that. But then see. his only recourse is then to say that you know they owe him, they don't like it, they're not being very nice to him. His normal thing about it's anyone, not fair. all that other stuff. And I put those guys and all that guy and Comey Barrett in office and blah, blah, blah. that's his only recourse. Yeah. And I don't know how much, I think that is starting to wear on people on some of his supporters are just like, dude, like everything you take is bullshit. So everybody's out to, because there are some people who are tired of that. I think there's a fair number. And, and so that, I don't think it helps him. Like, I, I don't think, I don't, if I don't I'm think it helps him, him either. I just don't think he can recognize it. Oh, he doesn't recognize it. But if I'm his attorney or whoever is, is trying to guide him, I would have pushed him far away from this. But, you know. And I'm sure he'll listen because. And maybe this is his attorney's way of doing that, right? They're just like, look, we, we got to come up with something. Let's come up with something legit so, you know, we don't get right. a hand slapped right. in the Supreme Court. But let's come up with something legit that literally doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell so we can appease him and we can move on. Very likely. All right, man, we're over an hour by a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we, we got rambling a bit. Um, real quick, North Korea is getting scary again. They're shooting missiles over uh, in the direction of South Korea. They sh- shot one over shot Japan. Shot one over Japan. Um, because nobody's listening to them. Russia's exactly. getting all the attention. It feels that way. You know, so they they got to make some noise. I, I believe we we sent somebody. I think Kamala Harris might have been in the region or something like that. So they wanted you know someone pay attention to us. North Korea has their own problems. Like they're, they're uh, getting decimated by COVID. Um, you know, like they're 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 being directly impacted by the war that's going on with, between Russia and Ukraine. They're trying to get some attention. I you know I, I think we you know give them the typical staunch warning. We don't try to play nice with them. It's just like listen. You can you want to shoot these missiles or whatever? Just understand that if anybody gets hurt, your little island gets wiped off the planet. Point blank, period. The end. Like that's my message to them, right? Like if if you are cool with annihilating yourself and all your people on this little shit island, then go ahead. <laughs> um, the problem is that that decision can be made by one person. Kim Jong Un could just say, "Release the dragon," and it could happen. I, I you're right. He he probably knows that if he pushes that button, it's the end for not only all of his people, but most importantly for him. But yeah, you're right. I think they're they're angry that they're not getting attention in the, in the world right now, and they're trying to make themselves relevant. And it's really not working well. The fact that it was behind a Wisconsin lawsuit on our board tells you we're really not. Right. I mean, I, I heard it, and I'm like, this fucking guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's exactly. That's, I mean, and that's got to be Biden in his office. Like, I could probably, that's probably exactly what he said. I would bet that it was old. Right? Like, fucking, like what is he? Can't we, somebody, right? Um, and that's literally, how you have to treat him, right? Like, yep. like listen, like, you're, you're, you know, ringing your bell or whatever. Okay, you got some media attention. You know, take it too far, and I'll wipe you out. I, I don't give a flying fuck. I'll tell South Korea, try to get as far away as they can, but you're a goner. So, 
those are your options. Like Trump, I don't know what Trump tried to do. To, you know, I heard Trump talking the other day about the love letters he got from Kim Jong-un, right? And everybody right. talked about how great that was, including us. And I'm like, look, I, I mean, I thought it was bullshit, right? I thought it was a bad way to go. But it's like, all right, look, if something comes of it and he's able to get peace and get the right. kid to give up his nukes or whatever, fantastic, right? But what did it do? It didn't do dick, right? right. It didn't do dick. Like, oh, well, he wasn't shooting missiles off. Like, okay, Right, like, I mean, like, so, like, but, all right, so he shot a missile off that was, uh, that didn't go off, right? I mean, like, so, I mean, I think he's had the same level, this guy's been the same level of dangerous the entire time, pre-Trump, during Trump, after Trump, right? It's just, all right, because him and Trump exchanged love letters, I guess we, we think yeah. that's a win? I mean, I, I, the only reason I called it a win is because I've always said, when you say we can't communicate with that enemy or that adversary because it gives them gravitas, it gives them, you know... A, a platform I've always rejected that argument because if all your choices are, are talking or bombing each other, then let's try talking first. Okay. That's just me. Well, we did. Yeah. And and where did, did that get us? I didn't, in the same spot we were before. So we really didn't <laughs> lose us anything. Right. Um, and we didn't exactly send our greatest uh, d- diplomat ever, but that's a different discussion. And you mentioned, didn't we send Dennis Rodman? Yeah, we did. Send, you know what? We sent our second greatest d- diplomat ever. We sent Dennis Rodman. Um, I was going to avoid the Dennis Rodman jokes, and you son of a bitch. Um, but you brought up the Ukraine war. Everything I'm reading about the Ukraine war says we don't even need to supply Ukraine with weapons very much anymore because they're seizing so much stuff that was left behind by the Russians that they're basically no, we, Well, we got we we do need to because a lot of shit that the Russians left behind is part of the problem for the Russians because the shit that they have sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I mean, like. Well, the, let's, you know, I mean, like, so, like, the problem is, like, they need to get rid of it. And, like, I mean, you take the ammunition. I was right? like, like you actually, small yeah. arms. Yeah, you take the small arms, you take all that stuff. But, I mean, like, they're, like, what we need are the, you know, the rockets that could take out tanks and planes. Or what the Ukrainians need. Sure. Sorry, not we. Yeah. Um, but as much Ukrainian as I am, I don't know, Japanese. But. North Korea. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think the bigger thing to come out of it is the territory that the Ukrainians are taking back from the Russians, even in the most recently, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin annexed, quote-unquote, right. states, you know, the Ukrainians have pushed back in a couple of those regions and taken taken uh, land back. So the Ukrainians are, you know, on the move, on the offensive. The Russians are not handling it well. Right. Um, and so the, then the, the, the real question is how much longer can this go on? Because, like, look, if the Ukrainians just push you all the way out right vladimir putin if they just push you all the way out you got nothing you got, you got nothing. a lot of a lot right. of egg on your face and, right and, like, and, uh, I, and, and at that point then it's literally you know it's one of those movies where the bad guy gets taken over by all the people that he fucked over you have to imagine that if the ukrainians push the russians all the way out and with no involvement from NATO and the U.S. other than us supplying them weapons, and we didn't have to put a single soldier on the ground other than the great Malcolm Nance. Um, my opinion on that changed, and we can talk about okay. it after the show. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know if, if Putin survives it. I, I hope he doesn't, obviously. Right. And, and the more I read, like, there's a lot of pushback in Russia, and, like, obviously it's a lot of it is being suppressed because of, you know, his control of the media. <laughs> But I mean, there, there, there's like he, there is plenty of opposition. The question is, you know, can they do they have enough strength to really push him out when the time is right? 
And that, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You know, I mean, or do, do they break out into a civil war, which I, which I don't know. Which I, they could certainly break I, out I into revolution internally where they're like, we're not going and yeah. we're going to band up and, you know, kind of like Tiananmen Square. Like, okay, government, are you willing to run a right. tank over your own people? On, right. Now, you, in, this, in this government collapse, you cannot blame on the U.S., Right. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, this yeah. is this is one that you can't blame on us. I You're mean, correct. this one is all all on Vlad, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, all right, real quick then. Brittany Griner has an appeal for uh set uh set for October twenty fifth. Um, I'm not optimistic, but I'm kind of surprised it happened that quickly. I mean, if it's to be that quick to go, ah, two more years because you made us. Who knows. But I'm or, still. I mean, it's the Russians. They're like, let's get this out of the way. We, we all know you're going to go back to prison, so let's do it. Uh, yeah. Or, or I think or, that's more man, of the. I mean, I'm hoping it's a yeah, we're going to deport you and you can never come back and play here again. But that's what I'm hoping for. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean that would be the that uh, dream scenario. But I have to imagine they're going to go ahead, get it out of the way, deny her appeal, or you know, right. send her back to prison. You, I, the, I'm more worried that it goes the other way. <laughs> they just you you appealed add, it, you lost the it. appeal, and they add on to it, or they who knows? I I don't know. But well, I, we've been saying we'd stay on top of Brittany Griner. We are. Um, word phrase. Yeah, not choice, great choice of words. Bill Steelers this weekend. Um, we watching that together. We'll be watching that together. I hope you survive. <laughs> not for any other reason than I don't feel that this game bodes well for the Steelers. Like four, all four of our starting DBs are out. Or, well, we're out this week of practice, so we'll see if they practice and make it. But even then, it doesn't bode well because I'm worried about their great game preparation. We're starting a rookie quarterback. We don't have T.J. Watt. I mean, it's building up that if we do win, it's a fantastic story. I just feel like it's not going right. to go well. It's a terrible and, story. And if it doesn't go well, then chances are, like, I'm, I'm not going to be the most friendly person, so you may take a punch or well, two. Well, I've taken a punch or two. But they, won't the... be, they won't be at you specifically for anything that you I, I, I understand. It'll okay. be generic. I need someone to punch because I'm mad at the Steelers, and right. I've been that guy before. Um, I, and the Bills are 14-point favorites, which scares the hell out of me. Because the last time they were that big of a favorite, we lost to Jacksonville 9-6. So we're capable of fucking up, and I always hate when we're considered like a shoe-in. But um, yeah, so you guys are you so have, banged up. So you have the number one pass defense in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and although this is, this is a fun little stat, um, the last rookie quarterback to make his first start against the number one pass defense in the league, and when, was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying. And the last time a former University of Pittsburgh quarterback started his first game against a very good defense, he threw four interceptions in the first half and embarrassed the coaching staff, which happens to be the Bills coaching staff. Well, I mean, Kenny Pickett has already had, in one half of a game, Kenny Pickett has had a better career than fucking Nate Peterman. So, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, it'll be fun to watch. And then real quick, the Cleveland Guardians are in the playoffs. And Nate Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Um, the Cleveland yeah. Guardians are in the playoffs? Go, so go here's Guardians. my last thing with the Guardians, um, and then I'll shut up and we can go. But at the beginning of the season, I thought, look, if they finish 500, fantastic. Youngest team in the league, lowest payroll in the league, you know, they're abouts. Um, you know, yep. maybe one or two points off. But either way, um, but this team matured really quickly and really turned it on and been playing great baseball towards the end of the season. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of games. I've gone to a couple games this year. They're a fun young team. They don't have a home run hitter, right? Like they win by. Well, they've got Jose. They, but they don't have a. I mean, how many home runs does Jose have? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. 
right? Like, it's okay. It's not Aaron Judge numbers, but it's... No, but he's got 28. Like, come on. Like, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Keep going. Right, but, I mean, it's 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 under it's under 35 for damn sure, and it's I'm pretty sure it's under 30. So, but that being said, like, they don't have a, a big-time power hitter, and they're manufacturing ones. They're playing good defense. They've got a really good pitching staff um, with... You know, a lot of young guys on it. The only person on that team who was on the 2016 uh, World Series team was Jose Ramirez, and he was a young guy at that point in time in his career. Um, so everybody here, the only person who's been there before is Tony, right? Uh, you know, and – or I'm sorry, Tony. Tito? Uh, Tito, sorry. Uh, Tito and um, Sandy, right? Like I combined the two. Coaching. Sandy Alomar. Was that, the, is that what it was? Yeah. To- Tito and Tony. Literally, because I wanted to say Sandy, and then I wanted to say Tito, and I put them together. But anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I just I feel good about this team. I'm really excited to watch. I'm very annoyed that both their game, the first and second game, are Friday and Saturday at noon. Um, so I like I'm, I'm going to be in meetings all day tomorrow, so I'm not going to get a chance to watch uh, the Friday game, and then I will do my best to watch on Saturday. But uh, good luck to the Guardians. Very excited about them. Um, and I, I said this when they changed the name. Like, look. I'm not excited about the name change. It sucks, and I know we had Market Ben on here who was all perturbed and upset sure. about the name change and all that stuff, and he wasn't going to watch. we got to reach out to him because I'm pretty sure Ben's going to be watching uh, this we, team. We should, we should reach out to him. Uh, and we need to we need to reach out to him because the market is a fucking shit show right and now. And there's that. I've, yeah, I don't uh, want to talk about that right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So anyway. like 20, 29 home runs who are pretty much dead on. But, anyway, yeah, exciting young team. And I know why you're – what pisses me off about the game times is Friday at noon is basically them saying no one wants to watch this series. Yeah. And that's... Which is like, what, what the... You know, it, it, no, I agree with you, but the, the solution to that is win two out of these three and they really can't screw you on schedule anymore because you're true. playing someone else. So yep. Win Friday, win Saturday. Win Friday, win Saturday and get ready for the next round, boys. Which is likely the Yankees. I'm... Hey. Is Roldis Chapman still playing? I'm almost certain he is. For the Yankees? Yeah. God I think so. Damn it. I, I, not 100%, but almost. All right. We've got to wrap it up. Um, wrap should, it up. should we be doing the, uh, the play us out box? Thanks for listening. We're at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we are done. Yeah.